It's Thursday, February 28th, 2019, and welcome to episode 221 of Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm Tom Grissom. I'm Jeff Duck. Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers, the show about teaching and learning with technology. And we have a new guest with us. Jeff Duck is here. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Tom. Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. And uh, this time we're going to talk a little bit about a recent presentation I gave to your class. Yeah, Tom was great enough to come in and talk to my class uh, last week and uh, discussing all the technology that we have here at EIU and in ITC Lab to help them. The class is designed uh, for teachers, future teachers. And uh, so the information he provided was, was just excellent. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get to that first segment. So here we go. With me today is Jeff Duck, academic advisor and adjunct instructor here at EIU. And I've invited uh, Jeff in uh, this morning here to kind of talk a little bit about one of the recent uh, presentations I guess I gave uh, to to uh, Jeff's class last week. So you're back, we're back here for payback, yes, I guess. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, what I thought I would do uh, this morning for our audience is kind of go out there and uh, talk about... Uh, the presentation I gave for uh, for Jeff class, it was a if you want to just kind of explain the overview of, of the course and the purpose and the and, and the students involved. Yeah, they're they're a combination of both transfer and freshman students coming into EIU, and uh, this course is designed to help them identify whether teaching is a profession for them, and so we. Uh, delve into all kinds of concepts, special education, uh, counseling, advising, everything that they would need to know about uh, whether to determine if they want to be a teacher or not for a profession. And so I have speakers come in, like yourself, come in and talk about the technology in your case that we offer here at the ITC lab and at EIU to help them uh, encompass their entire program and help them get through it. Yeah, and I really appreciate getting into see the students early in their career, as as you said, freshmen and transfer students here, to make them aware of what we have available. And oftentimes, I think we need to do a better job of that. And the sooner that we can get to the students to let them know that these tools are available for them, absolutely, the, the, the better uh, for them. So it was like a fifty-minute presentation. So it's, I've uh, spoke to your classes before, and mm -hmm. it's like every time I kind of take a little bit different tack. Right. So uh, this time. I thought uh, I, I covered some of the Office 365 apps since every faculty, staff, and student here at EIU has access to these. Mm -hmm. And I don't know our faculty and our, our students know about the power that they have available and how easy it is to access, and particularly for our students, that they're also available on mobile for their yeah. mobile phones. I'll provide a link uh, out in the show notes because here at EIU we have a, a special page for, it's called Microsoft Office at 365 at EIU. It's just eiu.edu slash office 365. But I've got a little diagram out there and then links to every kind of tutorial, quick start resource guide and everything. So I introduced all of those resources as a kind of a debriefing after I gave my presentation. At what point do you kind of overwhelm somebody yeah. with the choices? And as I said before, sometimes I, I'll pick a particular application or app, something you know that you guys are, are going through in your class. So uh, just kind of wondered about your thoughts on where, where we were at this time. Well, I think that it's important to get the breadth of the knowledge and maybe not so much the depth 
and that can come later on when a student needs to use a particular program or app that they can jump into that and learn more about it and, and actually use it. So in the case of what you did was wonderful, giving them the, the entire rainbow, if you will, of what we offer at EIU and say, here's tools that will make you or help you be more successful. Then it's up to you to you know buy into that and start actually using the technology. That's the bigger question, I think, is how do we get them to go from point A to point B and, and forward? And a, and a part of that is just the buy-in. You know, a student needs to be able to say, this is part of something I can use on a daily basis that's easy to use. Um, it's not going to be something I have to learn for months and months and months. And so that's that's the hurdle we've got to get over their minds, that this is something you get used to using. Like our cell phones every day, like you mentioned earlier, the lights that come on in our building, that's technology that's yeah. there. It's it's invisible. Yeah. What, the, what the most effective technology, the, the technology that's invisible, the face of the background that we don't even think about and i would include as as we've discussed this is dependent upon your technology skills because to me like we're processing you know is that a technology well it's been around forever it's like you don't even think about it whenever right. you write a paper and our students are the same way you just right. go out there grab a word processor and ready to go versus something like uh, sway sway is a wonderful application and and in fact i just gave a presentation to a history group here on campus they they have an official history journal uh, it's called history I'll provide a link in the show notes to it. But they were looking for a way to kind of update kind of the, the text-based journal aspect of it and make it a little bit more fun, I yeah. guess, uh, for the students creating the articles. And literally in an hour, I went through, presented Sway to them. All the students had laptops in the classroom, so they signed into their Office 365 account, and we literally went through and made something tangible, yeah. something that they could use. And they immediately saw the benefit to it, and they're kind of off and running right. on that now. That took the impetus of that instructor yes. to come out there and say, you know, hey, what kind of applications and things might fit this particular purpose? And I, and I told them straight up, there's pluses and minuses to, you know, the technology. Right. Sway in particular requires an internet connection. So if you don't have, you know, an internet connection, it's kind of useless. It's also dependent upon a user account. So that Sway exists within that student's particular user account, Office 365 user account. And whenever they graduate, that's going to go away. Right. So I encourage them, well, you need to export that sway to a PDF to have that permanent because mm -hmm. that's kind of the purpose of this to uh, to share with future employers and, yeah. and, and things like that. That's part of the other issue, I think, too, is that the maybe they're not aware of this, but the fact that you mentioned that the technology won't be available to them once they graduate. Mm -hmm. And so if, in my case, these are going to be future teachers. Right. What technology are you going to have in the classroom? It's going to vary by school district, right. obviously. And so that's always going to be a hurdle, I think, right. for everybody to, to determine what can I use now right. that will be available in 10 years. Yeah, and, or, but, but in the case of Office 365, there is a free, what's called a personal Microsoft account, that mm -hmm. when students graduate, they can migrate all their content to that. So in that aspect, that's good because they can continue outside their career. And, of mm -hmm. course, Office 365 is the de facto standard out there right. that they can continue with that versus something like our desire to learn our learning management system mm -hmm. that is a very specific you know that it's unlikely that they're going to have access to that right. or you know it could be any number of things it could be you know it could be canvas or it could be blackboard mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of different things or in the case of office 365 it could be like a google school and things mm -hmm. but i'm i'm a firm believer in you know teach the concepts don't worry about the brands a cloud-based drive whether it's a G, you know google drive or OneDrive in office 365 it's a cloud-based storage location right teach that skill 
don't say, well, we'll never have this. It's like, you know, it's kind of like, well, don't curse what you have, you know, yeah, exactly. take advantage of the, you know, these world-class tools that we have available. And, you know, the other one, kind of the darling that I've, you know, longtime listeners of Tech Talk for Teachers know what a fan of OneNote I am, right. because it will adapt to any pedagogy that you throw at it. And as a teacher or as a student collecting that information, and, you know, it's just a wonderful educational tool. And again, kind of habits of the mind, you can continue that one note notebook, you know, throughout throughout your life and throughout yeah. your career. So it kind of follows you. I wonder though also too, the development of, or development, not, not, it's more of a, I guess, using of it in the primary grades of OneNote, trying to get school teachers to use that in a much earlier than high school, you know, in middle I, level. I can show you all kinds of kindergarten teachers oh, u- yeah. using it. Oh, that's cool. To great effect, yeah. That's good. And w- one of the reasons that it's so popular in, in the lower grades level are the accessibility tools that are built in with the immersive reader, okay. with the, you know, the ability to read back, read aloud, and I call it karaoke for reading. Yeah, a lot of a lot of early childhood teachers are, are really starting to do that because the, the the child can adjust the reading speed, and it's customizable. So whatever you copy and paste into that, right. it's you know it's of interest to the the teacher's particular lesson or you know whatever the you know the, the child. So yeah, uh, like I said, it's it's just so adaptable. And uh, in my Twitter feed, uh, occasionally I'll see, you know, just pictures of entire kindergarten classes going out there and having their stories read back to them. So that's great. So, uh, you know, the the other thing, the other one, and it's kind of it's not that we have the curriculum built in. So it's kind of luck of the draw, I guess, on instructor and where your interest and if whether they incorporate the technology or not into the class. Right. And some of that is, you know, are the faculty members aware that the particular technologies, you know, exist? Or then you'll have, like, say, uh, we're doing some group work or something. There's just all kinds of, you know, group tools like Microsoft Teams, you know, OneNote, OneDrive, sharing, co-authoring in Word, Mm -hmm. co-authoring in PowerPoint. And then uh, here at the university with international students, I'm not sure that many know about the translation features, real-time translation. As an instructor, I can be speaking. I can give a code to a student on a mobile phone, and it'll transmit my presentation uh, from English to Chinese or English to Spanish in real-time. And it's just amazing. Uh, And that's, you know, we talked a little bit earlier. I don't think we mentioned it yet, but AI. Right. you know, and the future and what our teachers are going to experience. I have seen a lot of change in my decades here as an educator. Many. Yeah, <laughs> many, many. But uh, I don't. I think the change is going to be even greater for our graduates yeah. right now. They're going to see so much change. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I've seen a lot because I came, I came into the profession, you know, really – pre-PC revolution, Mm -hmm. and whenever that hit, and especially took off in the 80s, now then, our students are here, this cloud-based revolution, and then, as I said, the AI is just, you know, Mm -hmm. unbelievable for both good and And sometimes the ill effect, yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier, though, and we maybe had mentioned it on on air, but the fact that my hope is that AI won't affect teaching, you know, that that one-on-one interaction between uh, teacher and student. Uh, is going to be there. It'll be able me to be there. Where AI cannot do that. So I, I think that's one hope in a way that it won't uh, outsource our teachers, you know, to the cloud or computers or whatever else. Yeah, the the, the current trend of things with data analytics and things like that is kind of you know 
finding those inflection points and where you know the individualization and things that's where you kind of use it to your advantage out there but as with any technology especially nascent technologies like ai there's so many unintended consequences right i mean just look what we're going through with facebook and oh, things yeah. you know uh today that i'm sure though the founders of, of that never even you exactly. know, conceived of so that's true so uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up. We'll provide some uh, links in the show notes to a couple of the resources that we've mentioned here. But uh, kind of overall, uh, so so you, you think it was good to kind of see that plethora of, of absolutely, of, without a doubt. And and then where, where do you draw, kind of draw the line because we have so many technologies uh, available. And then how do you continue that conversation? So we'll go ahead and wrap it up there, and we'll go on to the next segment. technology pick of the week this week is uh, something to do that's happening uh, over at Mobile World Congress 2019 in Barcelona, Spain. And uh, there was some big news uh, this week as Microsoft released what they're calling their HoloLens 2, which is their augmented reality headset. And this is something they've been working on for a few years now. And they've just released the next generation that's, you know, really, really creating a lot of buzz out in the industry, particularly particularly in the corporate world. Uh, however, they are also uh, bringing some of that technology down to the more affordable mixed reality headsets. The HoloLens 2 has finally become tetherless. It's got a battery pack on it. It's its own independent computer. You have a visor that goes up and down. You put it down, and it's kind of like a heads-up display, mm -hmm. you know, technology that the military and things have, have yeah. had forever. But they've really taken the interface to the next generation because in previous versions, you had to have controllers to kind of track. They're actually tracking digits of your hand, your fingers. So they're kind of becoming a little bit more real-world, and they've actually... Not that you can, but whenever you put your hand out and reach out for a hologram, it's almost as if you're touching it and the hologram can come to life. So mm -hmm. that's a major leap in, in the technology. And they also did another demonstration. I'll provide a link in the show notes to what I really think is going to be the, the future of online education where they're they're doing some of this co-presence technology where uh, essentially you beam your, yourself in as a hologram and you kind of mix face-to-face -face with hologram-like environments, and you could be you know, anywhere in the world to do that. Wow. And then just being able to do some of the eye tracking and just all the educational possibilities are just mind-boggling. And doing the brainstorming session is what this particular uh, little segment that I'll share uh, share with you, but all kinds of applications in maker spaces, going out doing 3D design, it's, it's that in that world of vis visualization as a teacher we often say you know imagine this or if you can do this well now then you can actually take something that you're imagining project it as a hologram and have students physically manipulate it and there's a lot of chemistry uh, uh, applications out there where you can literally take a molecule, hold it in your hand, move it around, see how the uh, individual atoms interact interact with each other, yeah. and it's just a whole nother level of teaching uh, that we have. Cap you know, our our abilities or capabilities just expanded immensely. I know I was blown away when I got my uh, Samsung S7 and I got the Oculus that hooks onto that and downloaded a free app. 
this is like two years ago now mm-hmm. of the planets and you know it's a video of you actually going through space and visiting all of our planets i'm just like this is the future of education now it's kind of weird you know you're going to have kids with these little headsets on um but eventually but, but eventually it'll be like our yeah. regular glasses right right and and the hololens too that next generation they, they've taken care of the portability and like I said, becoming tetherless is huge oh, because, yeah. you know, being being confined. But, uh, yeah, it is just absolutely amazing. And, and I have something similar because I have an S7 as well. And, it, you know, just putting that in, it's hard to describe. And I also have the uh, mixed reality set. I have a Lenovo set of goggles that I've done some YouTube videos on. It's really hard to describe unless you experience it. I, I always describe it as, I mean, I mean, it's what virtual reality is. It's yeah. like the real world, except you're in this little virtual world. The resolution has also doubled, so that's going to increase, you know, some applications and things out there. But, uh, you know, I, I often have students come up here and, and try the mixed reality goggles and things. And and uh, the one I really like to show is the uh, 360 video of sharks. Yeah. It's like Shark Week or whatever, yeah. but, you know, scuba diving with it. And you really get the sense of scuba diving because that visor kind of feels like a scuba right. mask. And then you have three-dimensional sound if you have earbuds in, mm-hmm. and it'll direct you. It's like, turn around, you know, great white shark coming. And it's <laughs> like, right there it is. And uh, it's it really it truly is immersive. Is that going to increase the infrastructure needs then a great deal for schools and, and everything else? You know, it's have that? it's like everything else. The networks, you know, it's it's back in the days we said you know whoever needs more than six forty k of RAM, right? You know, right. and here we are in gigabytes after <clears throat> sure. gigabytes. It's the same thing with network speeds. Yeah. And I don't know if it's planned obsolescence or whatever, but if you just stop and think, we've went from HD television now we have four K and eight right. K. Well, every time you step up you know you're you're like squaring the the number of uh, pixels that you have to move across the wire so but the advantage to that is everything is becoming more and more realistic again scarily so i just saw uh, china had invented speaking of ai uh, they've got these uh, newscasters that aren't you know people it's generated computer generated graphics and a reporter will type it in and then these characters so you talk about potential like losing jobs and things oh, yeah. you know our world's about to be rocked with uh, yeah. with all this and again it's going to be a huge problem as 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 technology displaces more and more workers uh, you know the society it's I, really I straining more and more jobs that'll be new jobs that haven't been created yet for oh. people you know that'll be the good thing and hopefully making more money and, and whatnot but that's that's the hope, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Is there any um, – with Moore's Law about the you know the, the speed of uh, technology, um, is there a coordination with that, with the, the amount of infrastructure that you need with that, I wonder? I mean, well, I think it would be along, like doubling every 18 months yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And if you would look back at our networking speeds – and then, you know, that's that's the reason, you know, here in the States and really worldwide, everybody's kind of holding their breath for 5G. Right. Because our our current infrastructure cannot handle yeah. what we're trying, to, you know, to go to that next generation. It requires a reinvestment in all that infrastructure. Right. So, which, you know, is more jobs and things. But as I said, you know, you gain some and you displace some. So right. that's that's going to be a challenge for, for our children and our children's children for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you have for your tech pick? Well, I found uh, I was actually on watching TV this past weekend, and uh, a news report came on about a young lady named Genevieve Ryan. She's a Princeton grad, and she created a new website called the Real World Playbook. 
and it's all designed to help transition from college to living on your own. And it deals with all kinds of things about investing, health insurance, um, how to find apartments and, and sign a lease and so forth. And I thought I teach a university foundations class here at EIU. And I thought this would be a great resource to show the students. And uh, there is a, it's totally free to use the website. They do, however, have a three and a half hour course that parents or faculty could buy for $50, I guess, uh, for the student to progress through the program that they have. But they have all kinds of resources on there that you can go to, and they will link with other resources like maybe a financial calculator, investment calculator, and so forth. Um, so I just think that would be an excellent resource for, for college students to check out. Okay, and we'll provide a link in the show notes. And I like their little logo here. It's called, or uh, motto, it says, The GPS for Adulthood turn by turn directions for the real world. Yeah. And again, as, you know, uh, college faculty and staff, it's like we have to realize that, you know, our students are out there for the first time on their own. And a lot of the things that uh, we take for granted and knowing it's the first time that they're having to deal with anything. Absolutely. We got to call mom and dad. Yeah. 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 Hey, Dad, send more money. That's right. <laughs> but they have the modules on finance, health, living, work-related, and government-related. So we'll have to check that out. All right. Thank you very much. That wraps it up for Episode 221 of Tech Talk for Teachers. For show notes, please visit eiu.edu slash ITC and click on the Tech Talk for Teachers link. Until next time, this is Tom Grissom. And Jeff Tuck. Keep on learning. learning.